Today on Personally Speaking, our guest is Ambassador Joe Donnelly, who represents the United States at the Vatican. Stay with us. Hello and welcome to Personally Speaking. I'm your host, Monsignor Gimelsanti, and Ambassador Joe Donnelly joins me now. Ambassador Donnelly was confirmed on January 20th of 2022 as the United States Ambassador to the Holy See. Previously, he represented Indiana in the United States Senate from 2013 to 2019. He also previously served in the United States Congress from 2007 to 2013. Ambassador Joe Donnelly was raised on Long Island, in fact, in Massapequa, New York, my hometown. He attended the University of Notre Dame, receiving a bachelor's degree in government and a law degree. Ambassador Joe Donnelly has been married for over 40 years to his wife, Jill, and together they're the parents of two grown children. He's here with us today to talk about his role as United States Ambassador to the Vatican, the issues that are important to him, and the values and the Catholic faith that sustain him. Joining me now, I'm so pleased to welcome to Personally Speaking, Ambassador Joe Donnelly. Well, I'm doing this program thanks to the modern technology of Zoom from my parish in Massapequa Park, and I'm reading about you and finding out this is your hometown. Tell us, how long did you live in Massapequa? I lived in Massapequa for um, 18 years, okay. and um, actually, uh, Monsignor, uh, just a few blocks from your parish is where I signed up for the selective service draft at the Carmen Road Shopping Center. <laughs> <laughs> right across the street. Well, look at that. We have a rich history. When I hear about Indiana, Indiana, I thought that was uh, born and raised, but I was so happy to hear that you yeah. come from our neighborhood. Well, welcome and, back to Massapequa right now. <laughs> thank you. I also have uh, a number of family that still belong to Our Lady of Lords and, uh, oh, and, that's great. and friends as well, and some of... Uh, some of the friends, their family worked for me in Washington. So, uh, Isn't that a small um, world? So I'm so delighted to have you back in the neighborhood, even if just for today. You. Now, I, I'm reading, my current reading list is, uh, I had interviewed years ago Jack Valenti, the wonderful presidential counselor, and uh, his autobiography I'm finally getting to, even though Jack's in, in heaven. But I mention that because there's a scene that he paints where he's uh, meeting with uh, Dean Rusk, the Secretary of State back in the 60s, and Rusk says, you know, you're an Italian Catholic. I want to ask you, what do you think our relations as America should be with the Vatican City State. Uh, can you tell our, our viewers and listeners, uh, what's the history here? Um, were we always uh, enjoying an ambassador at the Vatican, or is this something relatively new? It picked up again um, under President Ronald Reagan. Okay. And um, I think what President Reagan saw, which was exactly right, is uh, the Vatican may not um, be the largest place in the world, Mm -hmm. um, it may not be a place where folks go to for visas and for all those traditional right. things where you would um, give talks to local businesses and such. But um, Monsignor, as, as you know, uh, there's there's I don't know uh, many groups who have the soft power that mm -hmm. the Vatican has. It has the global reach that yeah. the Vatican has. And, and when you think of our two countries, um, we work very closely together on a number of issues and and in some places where um you know it's it's hard for us in in some countries 
um, those are places where the Vatican um, has great influence. And mm. in some places where the Vatican might not, we have significant influence. And so what we try to do is work on um, U.S. policies with the Vatican. And um, as always, there's give and take. Yeah. Ambassador Joe Donnelly is our guest. Ambassador, uh, what was your, your vision of your experience of Pope Francis before you got there? And since you've become ambassador, what do you make of him now? So when, um, when he was elected, mm -hmm. um, I laughed and I said, um, you know, folks always said that the Holy Spirit was in the room. And I think this proves it. This is what I thought. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, you know, what, what my impression was is that um, Pope Francis is focused on um, the church being a field hospital for yeah. those in need, for mm -hmm. um, smell like the sheep. Yeah. And uh, I think he's he's borne that out as um, as the Holy Father. And so um, he was always an inspiration to me before I got here. Mm -hmm. um, I've been privileged to meet with him um, and is certainly uh, an inspiration now. Now, let's get specific about him. You know, lots of folks in America cannot understand why, uh, in light of the, the absolute evil of what Mr. Putin has done in Ukraine, why the Holy Father doesn't come out and specifically go after Mr. Putin, which he doesn't. Um, but I, I, I mean, I think I understand why he hasn't. I think he wants to keep every channel of communication open and not condemn anyone. But what, what do you say to Americans who say, where is this guy in terms of being on the front of attacking Russia for what they're doing to Ukraine? Um, first, I tell them that uh, I am over at the Vatican almost every day giving that exact message. And, and that's yeah. what we talk about. Why is it important for the United States to be here with an ambassador to the Vatican? And mm. it is to clearly state our position, what we believe, and to talk to the church about it. And, and as I know you know, Monsignor, if you saw what the Vatican said on August 30th, they said Russia is the aggressor. Yeah. Russia is the one who is um, trying to take over another country. And um, every day I've been there, I've said, look, Russia has invaded Ukraine. Russia has attacked Ukraine. Mm -hmm. Russia is trying to take over another country. And I think that there, you know, I can't determine exact reasons, but I think there was a desire to, to try and leave a door open so that the church could mediate an end to this. And um, I, I think that you, you, the old saying, you have to have two to dance, right? Yeah. And and Russia, what what Russia did was they simply just attacked Ukraine, mm. and and then in effect said in negotiations, well, we'll take whatever we've gotten already, and uh, you know we're looking for more. And so, um, the church clearly stated on August 30th that Ukraine uh, was attacked by Russia. Um, we've stated that from the part from the start in the meeting I had with. Uh, Pope Francis when I presented my credentials mm -hmm. um, in April. Our meeting was, you know, over half an hour long and probably 90% of it was about Ukraine. Wow. And I clearly stated America's view of this, America's experience in this. And um, it, it, is, it is something that weighs very heavily on the Holy Father. Well, that's, that's great, and I think he's handling it as, as best he can. I'm glad you're there to tell him the truth of it. Let, let's go to, to you for a second. For our listeners and viewers who don't know, before Ambassador Joe Donnelly was Ambassador Joe Donnelly, he served in the U.S. Senate and the U.S. Congress. 
uh, I, I would identify very much with uh, the road you've taken in that uh, people could call Joe Donnelly a, a man of the middle. In a country very divided like our own, people of extremes of left and right, uh, you've walked the middle course and tried to see the wisdom on both sides and bring us together. My, my question for you, and maybe it's a hard question to answer, but uh, I, I think the path you've walked is the right one, but uh, our country is still very divided. Do you have any insight into how we pull it together? We just, Monsignor, have to keep trying to do the right thing and mm -hmm. elect people who do the right thing. And um, what you find in, in large measure is, um, you know, the old saying that 80% um, of the people talking yeah. are doing 20% of the work and 20% <laughs> of the people talking are doing 80% of the work. And so, um, you know, we always knew um, in the Senate and in the House who you could count on to get something done and um, who you could say, have a great night. We won't be bothering you tonight <laughs> yeah. as we work on this problem. And um, I just always thought, and it's probably a lesson from uh, my time. I was I was privileged to go to Notre Dame, mm. and Father Hesburgh was the president of our university, and um, over the years became a, a, a good friend of mine. And Father Hesburgh uh, said, "Joe, don't do the easy thing. Do the right thing." Mm. And so. That was always, you know, the old bird on the shoulder type thing. I'm going into vote, and it's like this would be a really easy vote to do this. And it's yeah. like, yeah, I know. <laughs> but but and not the so, right thing. Uh, um, that that helped us, you know. For instance, in when when healthcare passed, um, mm. we wanted to make sure there were some exceptions to provide for for uh, mm. conscience choices that folks had, and. Um, and we stood strong on that and, and were able to get that included in the bill. Um, when we were able to move our economy along, you know, uh, it, it was some years ago. But if you remember when um, we almost lost Chrysler and General Motors and Ford and all of them, um, those in, in my home state of Indiana, that's where so many of the people worked. Um, mm -hmm. But folks still said, if you vote for this they'll throw you out of office. And <laughs> it's right. like, well, if I don't vote for this, I shouldn't be in office. Right. And we were able to pay back every penny. And and Monsignor, I think that when you look hard and you keep looking, you find really, really good people to get something done. Like um, Senator Manchin, who just was able to get a bipartisan bill to uh, try to mm -hmm. work on energy challenges, inflation challenges. Um, it took a while and it took continued pounding against the door, but that's the job. An old friend of mine who's a retired congressman is a guy named uh, Ray McGrath. And I mention it because Ray would talk about a Republican, uh, you know, fighting with the policies of Tip O'Neill years ago, but then uh, joining him for golf on the weekend. Uh, that, right. that willingness to work together, that, that understanding that uh, at the end of the day, we're all Americans on the same team. You're known, and if you go online and read about you, they say there's very few people in the Senate or the Congress who are willing to work with the other side, but, but you are. Now, you, you don't demonize the other side. Uh, how come? Because my job um, when I was in the Senate and in the House is to work for the people of Indiana mm. and to work for the people of the United States. And if somebody has a good idea that can make their lives better, my, you know, my, my friends and neighbors in South Bend and in Indianapolis and Evansville and, and now across um, the entire country, if you have a good idea that can make their lives better, 
I, I don't care what your party is. Um, right. Let's work together. And, and what I always told folks is, I said, look, I, the first president I served with was um, George uh, was uh, George Bush the second, right. um, and then um, I served with uh, President Obama, and then with mm -hmm. President Trump, and and I said to everybody, I said, I want them to be successful, mm -hmm. because if they're successful, then our country's successful, and if our country's successful, that means people are working, people have jobs. People can take care of their families, and yeah. that's the American dream. Yeah. You know, for the people who don't know Joe Donnelly's background, I mentioned he's been the U.S. Senate, been the Congress, but what they may or may not know is that sometimes when you ran, Joe, you, you didn't win. Um, when, when you lost elections and you had a couple of losses along the way, you didn't give up on government service, but you kept on keeping on. Sometimes you ran again. Sometimes you worked in another particular platform. but. I wondered when you handle defeat, or how do you handle defeat? Because uh, it, it hasn't been easy to be a, a Democrat in Indiana, but you've 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 stayed <laughs> loyal and true. Tell us what's behind Joe Donnelly saying I'm not giving up. You, you know what, uh, Monsignor? I know that uh, you, you know I I played a lot of baseball over the years, <laughs> and um, by the way, I, and I'll throw this in as a promo for um, my home state, Hagerstown, Indiana. Little league team was in. And Massapequa's Little League team That's was right. also in the World Series this year. Yep. And I actually used to play in that league. But, um, <laughs> you, you know, you'd have good days and bad days, but you always try to stick true to what you believe and, and mm. learn from the prior experience. Like, like one of the elections I lost, I said, you know, if I did this a little different and that a little different, um, I, I think we win the next time. And, mm. and, what you also learn is is the voters are really really smart and they're talking to you all the time mm -hmm. and so you you have to listen like there's all these gurus and all these geniuses but it it is really about how can i make lives better um for folks and when you do that um you know that's what makes it worth it our guest is Ambassador Joe Donnelly, the United States Ambassador to the Vatican. Uh, behind many, many good men, as you know, is a, is a very good woman. Now, every weekend at Our Lady of Lourdes in Massapequa Park, New York, before doing a wedding, I say to the couple, could you write me an essay on why uh, this is the one for you? And, and I'm wondering, Joe, too, you and Jill have had a long and wonderful marriage. What has she got that made you say this is the one? Well, she's a lot smarter than me. Um, <laughs> and, um, you know, has um, has just been a good friend and partner. Mm. And so um, I, I think that's one of the most important things is to have somebody um, who's who's your friend that you can count on. And you don't know it at the time, but she's turned out to be the best mom that you could ever hope for. We wow. have two wonderful children and um, those children are the are the light of our lives. And, and our grandchild, who we now have. And a grandchild so. to, to celebrate, too. Uh, you know, online, when you read about you, Ambassador Donnelly, they're, they're pretty upfront about saying this guy's a practicing Catholic. But I'm wondering, for you and Jill, and I know lots of parents and grandparents watch and listen to a program like this, they love their faith. They, they haven't found the magic uh, pill yet for how do you best pass that faith on to the children you treasure? Have you any insight, you and Jill, into what's the best way to teach this faith we love? Um probably try to live it mm -hmm. um, and uh, you know to also tell tell them and uh, let them know look you know no institution is perfect yeah. um, and 
we were very, very blessed to have an amazing pastor in our parish in St. Anthony's in South Bend. And um, he's become a, he's a part of our family. And so uh, him being a part of our family has helped make a difference. Um, and, and where our, my family's faith came from, my, my mom died when I was very young. Um, I was 10 years old in St. Martin's grade school over in Amityville and, and lost my mom. Mm. And, uh, you know, my dad was a very, um, very stoic Irish guy, right? Um, uh, a long conversation was 10 words. <laughs> it was usually <laughs> do what I told you. Um, but in, um, he, his friends told us later, he said that um, my dad during that time said, if I didn't have my faith, I don't know how I could have gotten through it. And mm -hmm. so, um, you know, you see that example and you try to pass it on to the kids and, and you know, they, they try. Um, I, I don't ask them, did you go to church on Sunday and that kind of stuff? It, right. it, it's kind of like you, you hope it's transferred to them. You know, it's not like my dad going, you either get in the car to go to the nine o'clock <laughs> match or we'll run you over with the car. <laughs> Different approach on your part. Yeah, good, good. good. A little bit. <laughs> wow. I, I like that idea of living it as the best way to teach it. Um, go back for a second to but, something. But you your just... position as a pastor, mm. um, as a Monsignor, um, I, know the, I know some families that you have, you have changed their lives and, and, you know, got them through the most extraordinarily difficult times. And that's what really cements the faith. I mean, I... I I know them, you know, I'll, I'll tell you some other time, obviously I won't yeah. do it here, but families who have said, you know, without Monsignor Lasante, I don't know how we would have gotten through it. That's a beautiful thing to hear. Thank you for that, Joe. And uh, let me get, you talked about monumental times in people's lives, and you, you mentioned one earlier. You know, when you lose, you're 10 years old and you lose your mom, um, there, there are lots of folks whose reaction to that is, you know, what kind of God would allow this, and they walk away. You obviously didn't. How did you, do you remember how you put in perspective the loss so monumental of one of your parents at an early age? You know, it, it, you're almost so young that it's, it's mm. you're numb, um, for want of a better word. And um, that's when you really lean on other people in your family, your uncles, your aunts, your, your dad. You know, I was blessed to have... Um, um, the, the, the typical Irish family story where, you know, I lost my mom, but her brothers were policemen and firemen and were around the house like every weekend. And, you know, we're, we're asking, you, you know, where were you on Saturday night? <laughs> it's just mm -hmm. like, you better yeah. give the right answer. <laughs> um, I, I lost my mom, but I picked up like three uh, <laughs> additional moms. You know, my, wow. my aunt lived in Massapequa Park and and almost became like a second mom to us. And so it, mm -hmm. it is that what you rely on is each other. And I think that's what the church teaches you too, is, is yeah. like the parish of Our Lady of Lords or the parish of St. Anthony in South Bend, my parish, is um, we're one family, but we're one family of many that's a big family. Wow. That's a beautiful way to put it. I like that very much. I'm glad you mentioned Our Lady Lords again. Thank you, Ambassador Donnelly, for that. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're liking it. Let me ask you, too, uh, controversial issues, but uh, you, you've had to deal with them. Um, one of the things I get often enough is uh, a kid 
Gallo guy who will come to me and say, you know, I, I have uh, problems with the fact that I was uh, born gay and I, I, I'm not loving myself and I'm, I'm uh, wondering where I stand in the church. And so when Pope Francis went down to Chile, met with uh, three victims and, and told them, because all three identify as gay, the, the Holy Father doesn't care if you're gay, God doesn't care if you're gay, I just want you to live a good and meaningful and loving life. Uh, I use that very often with folks who come to me for counseling. In the same way, you've had to mellow out on this issue of, of gay rights too, and, and I'm sure from both sides you get it. Either not supportive enough or, or on the conservative side, no, he should not be embracing the gay community. When these sensitive issues arise, how do you, with all due respect to people's point of view, uh, tell them your truth in season and out of season and, and just stick to who you are and what you believe. You, you just try to do what you think is right. Um, and yeah. I represent an entire state. Yeah. And it's not just Catholics. And it's primarily not Catholics. Yeah. And, um, you know, I believe I believe God loves all of us. And, um, mm. you know, so I, I differ somewhat from the church's position. I You know, I believe in gay rights. And... Mm -hmm. um, and these are my brothers and sisters. And, um, you know, I ha I've had folks who have come and said, I want you to know this. And I said, you know what? I love you no matter anything you tell me about you. Mm. Um, I believe in gay marriage. I believe in um, uh, my brothers and sisters. And what I want them to have more than anything, uh, Monsignor, is a happy life. And I can tell you that um, the amount of uh, LGBTQI Catholics that are out there that love our, that love, it, I say our church because it is the church I belong to. Mm -hmm. um, I serve as the U.S. ambassador, so I represent the United States in our policies. I'm, I'm still a Catholic, and, and so they love our church with all their heart. And, yeah. and um, you know, they hope for the day to someday um, when our time has ended to to be in heaven with everybody else, so, you know, and and I guarantee you that um, uh, there's a whole lot of people ahead of me on that line. I'm working the hardest <laughs> I can to move up, but, but uh, there's a whole lot of folks ahead of me on that line. The first guy I ever interviewed for one of the programs like this was the film director Frank Capra, and of course his uh, seminal movie is It's a Wonderful Life. But at the beginning of the movie, you have St. Joseph and St. Peter saying, what's wrong with uh, George Bailey, and uh, is he sick? And the answer is no, worse than that, he's discouraged. When you are on the front lines at the, uh, at the Vatican, as well as in the Senate in the United States, and you see the sorry state of, uh, of so many places around the world, is Joe Donnelly a man of hope, or do you give way to discouragement? No, I'm a, I'm a person of hope because the, the whole goal is um, how do I make it better? It, it's yeah. like to go back to another baseball analogy. It's like yeah. I want to get up because maybe I can help score the run. I mm. might not, but if we do, then we'll have some success. Yeah. And so, look, we, we work with the Vatican um, in so many difficult circumstances. Mm -hmm. um, as I said, it was my mission to clearly speak on behalf of the people of Ukraine and our nation to the Vatican um, when everyone was saying, well, Russia's going to knock them out in a week. Yeah. It, it was my job to say, you know what? Um, this country has a right to exist. Yeah. And the right thing for us to do is to have some backbone and stand with them. The right thing for us to do, we're working, um, Monsignor, on programs to try and provide as a nation this is this is our country doing this this is you and everyone at our lady of lords and 
everyone in California and in Florida, we're trying to provide water and sanitation assistance mm. to 151 sites in Africa. And the American people are working to do that. And we're working with the Vatican on this particular issue. And, and so if some child can actually for once get clean water, get a good education, um, that's such a win. And, and yeah. so you, you work for the wins, you know, like you said, you, you lose a couple, but you try to win more than you lose. I want to thank Ambassador Joe Donnelly, former congressman, former senator, and now our representative to the Vatican from the United States. I, I, I admire and like Joe for many reasons. Among them is, as I defined him earlier in this interview, as a, a man of the middle in the sense of uh, not demonizing anybody, of the left or the right, trying to bring people together, whether it be in the Congress of the United States or as ambassador to the Vatican. Um, in, in a world where people are so strident, it is so good to have a, a reasonable voice who tries to see the best in people. And Ambassador that's you and I I thank you for all the good you're doing well thank you what I what I always used to say that when somebody say well you're this party you're that party it's like you know what I don't work for a party yeah. I don't work for a president I work for the people of our state and of mm -hmm. our country and those are my bosses thank you thank you so much ambassador you're wonderful appreciate you being with us thank you so much Monsignor. and God please bless. come come back and visit Master People Park soon okay <laughs> they, have great, they have great pizza there. <laughs> <laughs> they sure do. Thanks again, Jill. Thank you. This thank, is Lisa. Thank you, Ambassador, for joining our thank show. You. And, our producer, uh, thank you. Thank you very much. Monsignor, can I talk to you for one second? Absolutely. That's not on the show? Absolutely. We're so, off. So, so Kate Ole used to work for me. Dennis oh, okay, sure. Oh, God, what they've gone and, through, those folks. And, and, uh, uh, and, and I they're, know what you've done for that family. Well, thank you for that. Yeah. Bill, Bill, his brother, just called me today. He's down in Texas, and uh, uh, he okay. wants me to do something for him. But great family, and, and I'm so glad you're friends with them. And uh, Great and, family. Uh, and my cousins are um, the Murray family, and, and you, um, Our Lady of Lords, um, my, my uh, aunt's funeral and my uncle's funeral. My uncle's a New York City policeman. Oh, yes. And yeah, yeah. was also um, a mechanic in World War II. He was a plane mechanic. You know, he kept everything flying during World War II. And, <laughs> and after his funeral at Our Lady of Lords, they took him out to Calverton and closed uh, the entire Long Island Expressway. Isn't that out. wild? Isn't that great? Yeah. <laughs> you yeah. know, here here at Our Lady of Lords Rectory, I live with my 102-year-old mother. And when you were talking about wow. those those soldiers, my mom and dad, because he was a Marine captain in the Pacific Theater, were separated for four years. And I said, how do you keep a relationship alive? And she said, that's what love does, and he was doing it for love of his country, and how could I not remain true and wait for him to come home? And you're, you're right to celebrate them. I love what you said about them in this interview. You're great. I, I just wish you all the luck in the world, and I'll, I'll be praying for your Thank success, you. okay? Thank Thanks, you so Monsignor. much. I look forward to meeting you in person. As we end today's program, I want to thank you all for being with us. If you need to reach me, you can write me at personallyspeakingpodcast at gmail.com. You can also go to this show or past episodes by going on YouTube and searching under Personally Speaking with Monsignor Jimosanti, where you'll be able to watch shows as well. And please don't forget to click like and subscribe. Personally Speaking is also on Facebook at Personally Speaking with Monsignor Jimosanti. We're also now on Instagram at Personally Speaking Podcast. Please share and let others know about Personally Speaking. I'm privileged to serve as host and executive producer, Personally Speaking. Our producer is Lisa Jandovitz. Thanks so much for joining us. We'll be with you again next time on Personally Speaking.